now and i've got to tell you that we're going to sing that song that i showed you last week which is now my favorite song called well you wait and see what it's called we're going to sing it at the end but seth's going to lead us into a study this morning in the ministry I love Seth as a brother in the church because he's so multi-talented, isn't it? Every week he comes, he's doing something. That's probably a bad thing, to be honest, but never mind. Uh, He's doing something. You never know where he's going to pop up at. Do you play any musical instruments, Seth? Um, The trombone, very badly. Not not good enough for church yet. No, not nowhere near. Will it ever be good enough for church? It will be good enough to embarrass my children. Well, you probably do that anyway, Seth. Yeah, yeah. That's an easy talent. It's great to have Seth with us this morning, and uh, it's great to have him with us every week, but it's good that he's going to speak with us this morning. So I'm going to pray for Seth, and then we're going to uh, listen to the words that he's bringing to us. Father, we thank you for Seth. We thank you for his devotion to the church, but more importantly, for his devotion to you. Mm. And uh, I'll pray, Lord, that you'll bless him this morning as he seeks to serve us and to bring your word to us. Bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Um, It's fantastic to be here this morning. It's lovely to see all your lovely faces. I was going to just welcome Peter particularly. It's been an amazing thing to track, you know, what a faithful follower of God you've been through such a difficult time. So we're so blessed to see you here. And for those that have been praying, I'm sure Peter um, would like to thank you. Um, And it's been an amazing thing the last couple of months that what they've been through. And over the last few months, um, I've been praying and preparing for today and really trying to ask God, what do you want to say? What are you saying to me? What are you saying to each person here? And what are you saying to Chowdean? And I've been praying that and thinking that over the whole summer. And it really, what I think God's been saying really fits in with what... uh, with what Stuart said last week and with what he said, is it starts with being still. And I hope over the summer you've found time to be still and know that he is God. Isn't it wonderful, you know, to be on the beach or in the seaside or in the hills or, or in your house or in the quiet place, wherever, to be still and know that he is God. Because what I think God's been saying is that he wants each of us individually and as a community to be able to join with Paul in Philippians 1 and say, for me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So I could almost sit down now. So hear it. This morning I want you to hear God whispering in that still small voice. Not my voice, not what I would say. I want you to hear from God as an individual and as a person. He loves you. He wants you. He is here to meet with you wherever you are and whatever you are today because he wants you to join with Paul and say, for me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And like everything in Christianity... It's dead easy to say it. The hard bit is to do it. 
And that's why it's fantastic for me to be in this church because there's so many people who have got years and years of experience of doing it. And there's so many amazing people. If you don't know them, stay for coffee and get to know them. There's so many amazing people who are fallible and weak, but who are trying to follow Christ and know him. And I just come today as just so thankful for those people and so thankful to be part of this church to be able to follow in that way. So, to know Christ is easy to say, but hard to do. So what I think God wants to bring us this morning is a couple of very simple, very practical steps for this year as to how you can do that. How you can put that into practice in your life. And how can I do it? That's what God said to me. Seth, how can you live for Christ? I believe he's saying to you now as an individual, how can you live for Christ? And he's saying to us as a community of believers in Gateshead today, how can you live for Christ? And like all good sermons, there's three steps. Hearing his voice, number one. So we need to go from the be still and know that I am God to hear his voice. I long today that you hear him. Hear him because he loves you and he wants to tell you and whisper in your ear that you are precious. You are wonderful. You are made for his glory. And he loves you so much. He just wants to love you. And it doesn't matter that you're weak. It doesn't matter that you come here today having failed and make mistakes. He loves you through it all. So be still and know that he is whispering in your ear, I love you so much. That's easy, isn't it? That's the easy first step. Just be still and listen. Then the second step, he wants us to prioritize the lost. His priority is people that don't know him. Now you find them in the church and out the church, pretty much in equal number. But he wants you to prioritize the lost. His calling is to be in the world, to be part of the world, to be alongside the broken, to be not separate, not superior looking down on those people, but to be in there with dirty hands and serving and loving and looking after the people in need in our world so that we can love our neighbors and make disciples of all the nations. So secondly, he wants us to prioritize the lost. And thirdly, he wants us to build good habits. Habits is a bit of a modern word for it. If you're from a traditional church background, it might be discipline, spiritual discipline. So he wants us to build habits, sow habits into our lives that enable us to put into practice his calling. So, how do we get this practice of listening to God? Well, when I was praying through this and thinking about it, he gave me the story of Samuel. 
And I'm just going to read the story of Samuel to you, of his early ministry. Um, and Samuel was in the temple under his mentor, Eli. You know, I said how there are people in this church who have been before us, who have got years of experience. We need those mentors like Samuel needed Eli. And here's the story of what happened and how he started his journey of hearing God. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. A bit like today, really. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not gone out yet. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down again, and the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord. For your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. And that time I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli. The guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning, then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Samuel answered, Here I am. What was it that he said to you? 
Eli asked, do not hide it from me. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and he let none of Samuel's words fall from the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet to the Lord. The Lord continued and appeared at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. So like Samuel, will we go to that place, that quiet place and say, here I am. Here I am, Lord. I want to hear you. Your servant is listening. And if we do, we have the promise at the end. The Lord revealed himself to Samuel through his word. He wants you to know this morning. He wants you to feel and know how much he loves you. How much God wants to be in your life. How much he wants to be part of you. How much he wants to reveal himself through his word. Sometimes it's hard, isn't it? Sometimes I find it hard. I think God's telling me something. I think God's saying, do this or go this way. But I don't know. I have doubt. Well, God reveals himself through his word. We have an amazing book of scripture that helps us. We have an amazing family, a body of Christ, who God speaks his word through. We're so privileged. We're so blessed. So the calling is to hear his word. So God was persistent with Samuel. He spoke three times. Sometimes I'm a bit thick. Sometimes I don't get it the first time. Am I the only one? Are you sometimes like that? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. God will say it three times or 30 times or 300 times. As many times as he needs to say it to get through to me, he'll keep talking. He is speaking. So let's listen. Also, Samuel was scared. It was bad news. When he got the message, Samuel was scared to pass it on to Eli. It's hard to be the bearer of bad news sometimes. It's hard sometimes to share the truth in love. Is that just me or are you like that? But because of God's message, Samuel was given strength. And Eli actually said to him, no, no, Samuel, tell me. And sometimes when we're speaking with the lost, when we're serving the lost, when we're loving the lost, sometimes we need to wait a bit longer until they come to us and say, so tell me. So tell me. Just like Eli did. And the Lord kept on revealing himself. He kept on saying it. So that's really my first point. That's really, I think, what God is saying. Be in that quiet place. Learn to listen. 
learn to hear and say, here I am. So I think the second thing God is saying to me and is saying to us is, prioritize the lost. And Jesus says in Matthew 23, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wing and you were not willing. In those words, you can hear Jesus' heart is broken. And this isn't just a one-day thing. This isn't just one day he said this. His whole coming down from heaven and living life for us was because his heart was broken. Are we prepared to prioritize the lost? Are we prepared to go there with Jesus and hear how much God loves the people who don't know him? How much he loves the part of me that doesn't know him? How much he longs to change and revolutionize our society and put Jesus back at the center of what we're doing. God is saying, my heart is breaking. Is your heart breaking? And that's where he wants to take us. My job at work um, as an engineer is to be a leader of people. I lead people in electrical engineering. And I'm involved in people's lives. And I think what God's been saying to me as my example of what I'm trying to share with you is be involved in people's lives. It's hard, it's messy, it's difficult, it's challenging to be involved in people's lives. But as I'm involved in people's life, I earn the right. I earn the right to share the gospel, to share the wonderful good news. Not in a way that puts pressure on them, which makes demands on them, but in a place that makes me vulnerable. That shows them that I haven't got it sorted out. That shows them that I am weak and unable, but that when I am weak, he is strong. God is calling me to be alongside the weak so that I can show them, I can show them and I can live out and I can speak through how weak I am, but what a fantastic God I have who loves me. And all summer, God has been challenging me to do that. And the more he challenges me, the more I realize I'm weak and unable and difficult and I can't do it. But the more I realize I can't do it, the more I rely on him. And the more I listen and spend time with him, the more I get alongside his beating heart and know that he loves me. So that takes me to my third and last point, if the band would like to come up and so I hope you've heard God in the last 10 minutes I hope you've heard his voice I hope you've heard his broken heart for the people in your life but God wants us to go on and do something practical if you've just heard a nice sermon it's not enough if you've just heard God speak it's not enough 
If you just realize that God loves you and loves the people around you, it's not enough. We have to do something. And God is calling us to do one practical, small step. And in Acts 5, verse 42, it says, Day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. That's the church in Acts. Church isn't just for a Sunday. It isn't just for two hours of our lives. Day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute, God is calling us to sow into our lives practical examples of living out, listening to him, living out, doing what he says, living out the love of the people around us and loving and sharing his broken heart for the people we share our lives with. And Paul joins in. He says in Romans 1 verse 10, in my prayers at all times, and I pray that now, at least by God's will, that we may be opened to me to come to you. He's praying at all times. So today, God is asking me, and he is asking you, and he is asking us in this church to put into our lives habits. So I'll give you an example. I don't know if you want to play something in the coming towards an end, but I'll give you an example. God has challenged me about getting it wrong, about sharing how I feel love. What God's been saying to me over the summer is, Seth, share what I am doing with you. I find I'm quite a private person. I find it difficult to open up. So what he's saying is, Seth, have a daily habit where every day you tell somebody what God means to you. It's easy for me to tell somebody what Scripture says. It's easy for me to tell somebody what they should do. But But God's saying, no, Seth. Tell them every day. Tell somebody every day how what I'm doing in your life, how you feel about me, how you are changing. And I'm finding that difficult. I'm not doing very well. I'm trying. But God wants us to establish these habits. Over the last couple of years, some of you who know me well will know I've lost quite a lot of weight. Um, I lost about five stone. Unfortunately, I put about a stone of it back on. But how did I do that? Well, I started habits about the way I eat. You know, it's one of these things. Losing weight is the theory of it's easy. Exercise more, eat less. It's four words. How hard could that be? It's flipping hard. But if we will rely on God and if we will do some small things every day, God has changed me. That doesn't make it easy, but, but it does mean that if we follow those steps. So I believe God is calling us all to our own individual steps today to establish a da- daily habit that says how great God is and how weak we are. And you'll get it wrong and it won't work and it won't happen, but praise God because he will help you 
In your weakness, in my weakness, he is made strong. So God wants you to say to live is Christ and to die is gain. He is calling me. He is calling you. He is calling us into that relationship with God this morning. He is speaking. Will you take this week to say, here I am. Here I am. He wants us to get alongside the lost with a broken heart and share his broken heart for the lostness in us and in those we live our lives with. And he wants us to start a daily habit. Do something. Make mistakes, but do something that lives out that commitment to God that answers him and changes our lives and allows him to change our community. God is speaking. Will I rise to the challenge? Will I share every day? Challenge me next week, next month. Have I shared every day how God is is how much, how it, what he means to me and how much I love him. Are you listening and weeping for the lost? Let's resolve together to join him, to choose, like Paul, to be like Christ in his name because of the glorious power that we've celebrated today. In his name, amen.